Welcome back to Gab with Gabby, the podcast, the potty. Let's talk some shit, shall we? Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I am getting ready to, oh, oh yeah, crack a cold one, a crisp lime white claw chaunch if you're listening. No, I'm not. How's everyone's weekend? First of all, I just want to say, I hope that whenever you listen to this episode, that you too can crack a cold one. Um, Yes, I realize that usually I release this podcast on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. And if you're wondering, or if you're thinking, Gabby, I listen to it in the mornings. What am I going to crack? I'm not allowed to crack that early. I'm here to tell you, I'm empowering you. Crack whatever time you want. Time rules, they're fake. Have yourself, have yourself a beverageino. Sip along as we chat today. I'll start today's episode by saying that I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird mood. All of the snow is just really getting on my fucking last nerves. No, I don't shovel. No, I don't have a car. No, I don't have anywhere to go. Like walking or I mean or anything really that the snow really is bothering me. But it's just like at a certain point it just loses its magic. And I feel like I'm there. I think the only good that comes of it is that now you see I'm a snowboarder now. Yep. Little me who has never once participated in snow activities because her parents are foreign from South America and snow activities aren't really their shtick. I snowboard now. And by that I mean I took one snowboarding lesson and have now decided I feel like I should make this my hobby or a winter hobby, one of my hobbies. Um, I'm going to tell a story a little bit later about being asked about my hobbies, but not many come to mind and especially not in the winter when there's pretty much nothing to do. So last weekend, um, for my friend Jordan's birthday, we decided to do a snowboarding lesson. And like I mentioned, snow activities growing up were just like not our thing. I've mainly, I've maybe been tubing once at Neshoba and never like real sledding, like maybe on a piece of cardboard. I might even be making that up. I don't even know if that's a real memory. So we did a snowboard lesson and let me just set the stage. There are a couple things I need to tell about this story and let me just let me just set the stage. I don't even know that I have good balance on a normal day. So that's right. That's what we're working with. So the start of the lesson we did on, it wasn't even the bunny hill yet. It was um like the pre-waiting area, maybe like what it's probably covered in grass and like when it's not actually snowing. It's just like where everyone's kind of putting on their equipment, whatever. But there's just enough of a small incline or hill or whatever the pros call it for them to teach us. Um, you know, a couple different things, starting, stopping, whatever. And we had one instructor for the vibe, the five of us. 
And she had a thick accent, which, or not a thick accent, but like a, a bit of an accent and was wearing a mask and we're outside and I have tons of layers on. And I somehow kept finding myself at the back of our group. So every time that she would explain things, I was just kind of like nodding along and hoping that I would understand it when it got to be my turn. And then obviously I, I wasn't really, I was like, I literally have no idea what you're saying. And this doesn't even, you know, include the fact that when you were sliding down and your full body is ricocheting down a hill that there is very little brain power that can be used at that point in time, or at least my two little brain cells have a very hard time rubbing together and coming up with a thought and like doing something to move my body. So we're going down. It's like our very last go at this very little hill before we moved over to the the bunny hill, as they call it, or whatever. There's like the carpet ride. And again, I'm the last to go and I'm going full speed because again, I haven't really been able to hear or learn anything about how to stop or how to turn. So Gib is full speed ahead. And at this point in time, for some reason, a band of like 25 middle schoolers on skis decide to jet out my way to go ski race or something. And I'm heading straight at them. And at that point, I couldn't even muster a single thought to yell like, hey, move out, which I mean, if you know me, the fact that I was unable to make a single thought or say a single thing, it really, you know, that really speaks volumes to the adrenaline. And all I could do is just shriek. I just yelled the whole way down, hoping that they would hear me with enough notice and move. And luckily they did, but I really, really, like I saw my life flash before my eyes and I was like, that this might be it. Against all odds, I kept going. I persevered. We moved over to the bunny hill. And at first, again, I'm not really getting it because I hadn't heard anything that the instructor was saying. Finally, you know, I'm starting to she kind of re-explained some things and I'm somewhat getting a handle of it. And there was just this one run that I spe- remember specifically where she was still, for most of it, she would like stay with you until halfway and then let you go the rest by yourself. And I remember her somewhat holding on to me or at least like being with me. And as I start to fall, my shoulder basically rotated out of its cuff and then back in. And I remember like as I'm going down, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm fucked if my shoulder does not get back into place by the time I land. And so I fall and it's back in place. It's fine. And it kind of hurts. But, you know, it's not like the end of the world. And she looks at me so proud. And she was like, that was awesome. And I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, my shoulder literally just my my arm just came out and it's back in. And you're telling me that that was awesome. I'm like, you know what? I mean, maybe that's what it's like to have people see the potential in you when you don't see it in yourself. So we keep on keeping on and I'm starting to feel more confident. I ended up switching my leading leg, if that means anything to anybody. And our lesson was over. We did a few more runs and we're going on our very last one. We're about to call it a day, about to wrap it up. And I'm confidently flying down this, you know, this carpet hill. I do a few 360s as I do, which basically just means that um, I don't know how to push my board all the way to the edge. So I just spin in circles and hope that at some point I stop. And I 
could feel myself falling, which isn't really a problem since I was doing it every single time. But for some reason, this one time I fell specifically so hard on my ass that I literally felt a shock through my tailbone to the point where I laid there for like 10 seconds because I literally didn't think I could move. I was like, well, this is it. They're gonna have to just call a tow truck to come get me off this mountain or just like roll me down to the end because I can't, I can't get up from here. Um, so that was a little bit of my snowboarding experience. So, you know, back to the topic of not enjoying snow, I'm trying to enjoy it a little more or like, you know, trying to like see the positives in it because it's like, oh, we can go snowboarding in it. But I mean, it's, it's definitely not easy. And then, so we came home, we had been up in North Conway. We came back to Mass and I ended up staying with Deb and her family for two more days at her house because it was blizzarding and we woke up on Monday morning, no, uh, Tuesday morning and it had blizzard and I get a text from her saying, you ready to shovel? And let me just set the stage here. First of all, I lived in an apartment in Alston for 25 years of my life. So we had a landlord who always shoveled or my dad, like if we had to, he would do the shoveling. And then now we moved to our house in Newton. And again, my dad always does it. I don't own a car. So there's nothing for me. Like I don't have to clean off a car. My sister sometimes will help with the shoveling, but for the first time in my life, basically I had to do some heavy shoveling thanks to Deb. Um, and it was not easy. I'm like, my back is hurting from snowboarding. My shoulder is hurting. And I'm out there just putting in work. And I didn't even have the heart to come home and tell my family that I had shoveled because they would have been so mad at me. Like, dude, you don't help out at all at home. But then you'll shovel at your friend's house. Are you serious? Are you for real? Another thing that happened recently, unrelated to snow, but figured I might as well tell it on here. Um, Deb and I were out in Meredith, New Hampshire, which is um, on Lake Winnipesaukee. We'd gone up for the night and we were at a brewery called Twin Barns, which we love. And everyone is being like very COVID compliant. All the tables were far away from each other. Um, All, you know, all that good stuff. And we've indoor dined here and there throughout all of this mess. Um, And definitely felt safe there. And, you know, we're just sitting there enjoying our beer Again, Chanch, if you're listening, no, you're not. Um, and this guy comes up to us and he's wearing a like snow hat and he seems to have what like what seems like a bang and he's not wearing a mask and he like he keeps his distance from distance from the table, but obviously not like not super far away. And he was like, hey, um, so my friends and I are sitting in that outside igloo and we wanted to invite you guys over and I mean up to you guys you know you guys you guys can decide um and I just want to understand where someone thought that would be okay like you're inviting me to breathe the same very close air as all of you guys inside an igloo that probably hasn't been sanitized from the people before you, and it, it, it's a in, in, in a panoramic in a pandemic. Really, not to, what like so, you know. I mean, things in New Hampshire seem to be a little bit different. One thing that I mentioned in my very first episode was that if there's one thing that I don't have a hard time doing, 
it's talking. And most of the times that's really, that's an asset. And sometimes my ability to just keep going really works against me. So I'm going to tell you of a story where I should have just, I should have just stopped. So we rewind back to 2019. I was applying for full-time jobs right out of grad school. And I had a meeting or an interview with uh, the hiring manager for a role. And he asked me about my hobbies. And I remember thinking, yes, okay. I wrote a couple down so that, you know, I was not caught off guard on what to talk about and didn't accidentally say, I like watching TV. And that's about it. So I talked a little bit about liking kind of like murder, mystery, thriller books. So we had a little conversation about that. And then the person who I was interviewing with, he has this ability. It's something he does on purpose, for sure. If you're listening, you know that. You know that's the truth. Where he'll just kind of sit in silence and wait to see what the person says in addition like it's not like just just sitting there and one thing that I don't do well is sitting in those awkward silences it's something that I've I'm trying to work on actually and I can acknowledge when some people don't speak as fast as me and they need kind of a five second pause to then start so I'm working on it but in an interview setting when someone's just staring at you, I'm like, okay, well, in my head, I'm thinking I probably should talk about having more hobbies than just reading books where people get killed, right? That Okay, so I said, I love astrology. I love horoscopes. And he kind of stares at me. And I proceeded to tell him about how I tried to justify it as I do with everybody, not try. I mean, this is true, but, you know, horoscopes for me and astrology give me a way to help categorize people, but not in a way that puts them in boxes, but just it's a a different way to help me understand people. And so I was explaining this and I, you know, brought up old coworkers that were like a water sign and know that they react to things a little bit more emotionally than I do, who just speaks off the cuff. And so learning you know, that some people are like that and having to be more careful about how I talk or communicate or whatever the case may be. That should have been enough. That in and of itself, that's a very fine line of something to be talking about in an interview. Astrology is barely mainstream now. But of course, he just <laughs> stares at me and I, I, I then said, yeah, I mean, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but, you know, whenever I meet someone new, I look up on Facebook what their birthday is. Gabby, shut the fuck up. Why are you? Why? So that was bad. That I I think back and I cringe and I die a little bit inside. And then he, at the end of the interview, proceeded to ask me. He said, I get asked this question or I got, excuse me. I got asked this question, my very first job interview. And so I ask it all the time. I take a deep breath. I'm like, all right. 
So he asked me, what three CD albums would I bring on a deserted island? And I said, well, I would definitely bring a One Direction album. That is the cold hard truth. Should I be saying that in an interview? I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it is what I like. I'm not, I can't sit here and make something else up. And then as I do, I word vomited because he's still staring at me and he did ask for three albums. So I was like, well, honestly, I probably would want to bring three One Direction albums, but I don't think that's an acceptable answer. So like thinking out loud, like t- what, 101, interviewing 101, if you're going to interview, maybe don't do that. Don't do what Gabby did. Don't think out loud. So I said, um, well, I really like Justin Timberlake. I guess I'd bring one of his albums. And then I ultimately couldn't think of another one. So I just said I would bring two Justin Timberlake albums. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? I couldn't think of a single other person. I, it did, I could lie. Like, I, there are certain things you don't lie about in an interview. But I could have lied about this. And I, I didn't. I'm just so unfortunately honest and then fast forward when I interviewed with him again my final round and he pulls out a copy of my resume which he had taken notes on and he looks down at it and he's like okay so last time I asked you about uh what three albums you would bring to a deserted island now, honestly immediately the uh, probably all of the color drained from my face because I was hoping that we could have just moved past it, never talked about it or thought about it again. And he reads my answers off of the paper. Oh my God. And I just want to say in my defense, I have, I could think of a lot of albums to bring. My problem is I don't like many albums from start to finish. And I'm I'm sure everyone can relate to that, whatever. And I can do that to all five One Direction albums. So, you know, I shouldn't be held responsible for that answer. But um, I don't know. Somehow I I still got the job. So I, the application pool must have been very, very shallow for me to have still gotten the job. But that is one of those stories that I think back on and I just cringe. I just, I can't even imagine that that, came out of my mouth in an interview setting. So, you know, now I bet you guys can all understand my rationale for wanting to pick up a new hobby and why um, I'm really going to try and make snowboarding it so I can at least have that to talk about. But I'm going to need all your T's and P's, your thoughts and prayers, because I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me. I'm going to give it my best shot. But I'll be doing that this weekend. I'll report back next week if I am the next Sean White. Hey, at least I know one person who is a snowboarder. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks again for listening. As always, I am on iTunes podcast app. Um, I've gone in every week to see how many star ratings or reviews there are. And every week I'm like, wow, there are some in there. And then I remember that every week I toss my own self five stars. Uh, and I guess, you know, if no one's going to have my back, if I don't have my own back, who will have my back? Um, so yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. Let's get after it. (laughs) 